Hi there, and welcome to episode 35 of the Smart English Coach podcast, the podcast which helps you get to advanced English level fast. This episode is for you if you feel you're a bit stuck in some areas of English. Maybe some things are quite easy for you, but other things are still difficult. In this episode, I'd like to look at the things that you can learn quickly in English and then the best ways to learn them and the things that take longer to learn and again, the best ways you can learn those. So let's start with the things that you can learn quickly without too much effort. I've got three things for you. The first one is phrases. We use phrases a lot when we speak. Think of phrases like blocks of language. I call these fluency phrases because they help you to speak without pausing or translating. So obviously they're very helpful in conversation. And these phrases can have different uses. So the first type of fluency phrases are the standard automatic phrases. So when somebody says thank you, you automatically say you're welcome. You don't need to add anything to these phrases. They're really useful when you want to reply quickly. Another type of fluency phrase are what I call signaling phrases. So an example is when you say, can I have, followed by whatever it is that you want. So these signaling phrases show the other person what your intention is. So we use, can I have, to ask for something. And then the other type of fluency phrases are collocations. So this is when words combine with other words. You don't need much effort to write down the adjective you can use with a noun or the noun that you can use with a verb and so on. And doing this saves you time in the future when you want to use that word because obviously you'll know how to use it. You'll know how it combines with other words. So you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking what word to use. So the best way to really remember fluency phrases is obviously to use them and use them especially in transactional conversations and emails where we use lots of standard phrases. The second thing which is quite easy and quick to learn are some grammar patterns or concepts. So for example, with modal auxiliaries, when you know that will is followed by a verb without to, you also know that can is followed by a verb without to, and then must is followed by a verb without to. So you can learn just one grammar pattern or one grammar concept, and this is applied to lots of different things. Another example is that words with similar meanings are followed by the same preposition. For example, you depend on something and a similar word to depend is rely. So you also rely on something. So it saves you time to learn patterns rather than worrying about all the exceptions that you get in grammar. By the way, if you're interested in learning more patterns, you might like my advanced grammar course. It's based on easy to remember guidelines so that you can reduce your learning time. The link for this course is smartenglishcoach.com slash grammar. And I'll put that link in the show notes for you. 
And the third area which takes less time to learn is when you find things which are similar to your first language. This can be grammar, but also often in pronunciation. So, for example, speakers of Greek and Spanish have no problem with the th sound in English. And the Vietnamese students that I have met have no problem with the concept of falling intonation. But Spanish speakers might find that difficult. So, how can you learn all these things easily? You probably don't need lots of explanations or even lots of grammar type exercises. Instead, you can use things like checklists or tools, models, and frameworks. And this is what I use in a lot of my courses. Personally, I love to learn visually. And I want to find information easily and quickly. So that's why I developed the Fast Phrase Finder in the English Fluency Club. It's a really simple spreadsheet. You've got the situation, you can then find the phrase for the situation, and then there's a little drop down menu that helps you to add more information. It's a very easy to use visual tool. And I also developed the sounds chart in my pronunciation course to show you what sounds are most difficult for you based on your first language. And I even developed a little tool for my phrasal verbs masterclass. Again, it's a visual tool where you can see the particle, you then have drop down menus to show you examples of phrasal verbs and examples of how you can use them in context. All the tools that I develop are designed to help you find things easily and quickly, and I'll put all the links in the show notes for you. So, moving on now to the things which take longer to learn, I've got four examples for you. And the first one is some grammar. A very famous linguist called Stephen Krashen developed an idea called the natural order hypothesis. And this is the idea that we learn things in the same general order. So we can learn some things more easily and more earlier than other things. But the things that you learn later can be quite surprising. So, for example, knowing how to use the passive form and knowing how to use conditionals is easier than remembering to use the S on the third person singular. So it's easier to say she was bitten by a dog, a passive form, than to remember she lives in London, that S third person singular. Other things which are difficult are adding the D or ED to make a past tense and using articles like a and the. So why are these things so difficult? Why doesn't, for example, the S third person singular really become easy until you're at advanced level? The research shows that these things have a more abstract meaning. Plus, of course, you don't always hear them. And if you make a mistake with them, the other person can generally still understand. And what's interesting is that it isn't just people learning English as a second language who find these things difficult. They're also difficult for English speaking children. The second area which is quite difficult to learn is vocabulary development, and especially development of your active vocabulary. Now, English has a really wide vocabulary, 
And the good thing is that you can do a lot with a little. You don't always need to expand your vocabulary, but it is the mark of a sophisticated speaker. The third area which is difficult is linking sounds together when you speak. So linking is a feature of faster speech, so you generally need to be more fluent to do it. And then the fourth area is skills development of any type. So whether that's listening skills or reading skills, these things will take you longer. So how can you speed up the process? How can you learn these more difficult things more quickly? Things which help are getting practice and then getting feedback from a teacher or a coach. You can also listen to yourself and then try again. You can learn from your mistakes. And of course, you need to get as much exposure to English as possible. Read English, listen to English, watch English. The more examples you get, the better. In fact, for the more difficult areas of grammar or with vocabulary, you need to get lots of examples in context so you can recognise it and also use it yourself. In my opinion, consistently getting exposure to English and using it yourself is the only way to develop skills. But if you want to see immediate or at least quicker progress, also spend time on phrases, patterns and finding similarities with your own language. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love to hear your opinion. Have you also found that some things in English come quicker to you? Let me know. Just to remind you, I'll put all the links in the show notes and we'll speak soon.